Attention, this is not legal advice. If you are experiencing a legal emergency, contact an attorney or your local public defender's office. The views expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect the views of Gin and Justice. about justice hey i'm justine and i'm amanda guys it is our one year potiversary we have been doing gin and justice for one year i cannot believe it today and also i didn't know this until the other day but this is criminal justice month it's meant to be did you know that i did not know that was a thing i didn't either so it is you know the universe does things in a way Mm -hmm. that it's supposed to yes it's also Women's History Month. We're women. <laughs> so this is perfect. <laughs> women in criminal justice. We just picked the perfect month to start the podcast. And it's, it's been, been so amazing. an amazing year. We've met so many amazing people. So many amazing women. So many amazing women, which you're going to talk about today just briefly because it is Women's History Month. We do want to highlight the women that we've spoken to. And so... The very first episode was Rachel, my friend that I used to work with. I feel like she was meant to be our first episode. It yes. was just like the stars aligned perfectly and she was so willing to do it, which was awesome. Yes. So thanks, Rachel. Yeah. And if you guys recall, if you have not listened to the episode, she was somebody who went through the criminal justice system. She went to prison on her first offense and she had quite the transformation. Such a successful, wonderful person now. Mm-hmm. And so if you have not listened to that episode, please go back and listen to Rachel's episode number one. Mm-hmm. Next, we had, I would, and I would love to honor one of my very dear friends, Kate. And she is a chemical dependence treatment therapist. And she came on the show and talked about basically treating opioid dependence disorder And I also have learned recently from a friend of the podcast and a a friend in life that the correct term is substance use disorder instead of substance abuse disorder. So uh, I'm going to try moving forward to use that terminology. And that is now the way to phrase that. So, uh, so Kate came on and talked about that. Then we had Natisha June from the ACLU. Amazing. We were very excited yes. to land that interview. <laughs> yeah, and she was amazing and she just was inspiring. So the next lady on the list was Sandra, and she is like a one-woman warrior. She, if you have not listened to her episode, we highly encourage you to go back and listen. It's called Sandra and James. Sandra is basically advocating to help reduce her brother's 30-year prison sentence for a nonviolent drug offense. So crazy. She's very active in the criminal justice reform world. And James writes us the most beautiful letters. Yes. They're just the greatest brother and sister duo. Yes. Amazing. Then we had Judge Nichols. Yes. We were so grateful, took the time out of her day to even talk to us. And she told us what it felt like to sentence somebody to death. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She talked about being a judge. And so the insight from her is something that we were really excited to have on the show Mm -hmm. as a perspective we have not had and we haven't had since. Mm -hmm. So that was really awesome as well. 
The next one we have is truly a woman to be celebrated. Mm -hmm. Sandy Baird. She is a community organizer. She is Feminist, lawyer, advocate. She fought in the Vietnam. She didn't fight in the Vietnam War. (laughs) (laughs) She protested. She always protests for what she believes are strong causes. She's fighting for women's issues today as we speak. She's been doing so since the 1960s. She helped develop the first Vermont women's clinic, which secured women's ability to get an abortion in the state of Vermont. She actually litigated the first Vermont state case to give women the right to an abortion. And that allowed the women's clinic up there to stay open. She's just done so many amazing things. She, Her she CV, let us she let us teach a class. <laughs> yes, we taught a class on the death penalty. I actually just did another one on Roe v. Wade. She is inspiring. She's a professor. I could say a million things. Her CV is like twenty pages mm-hmm. long, and it's all very legit. And she was also one of my professors that really inspired me to. I could listen to that woman talk all day. She's just amazing. Then we had Nisha Anand. Amazing. The CEO of DreamCorps. Yes. And she talked about something that's really important and that I think is still very hard for a lot of people, including myself. Yeah. And she talked about finding common ground. And that is so important in making any type of progress. And, you know, we recently watched the State of the Union Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of talk about unity. And I think a lot of people are still very resistant to and they're kind of stuck in this us versus them guys that's a distraction mm-hmm. the us versus them mentality is to distract us from the real problems that are going on and it's preventing any progress from being made so she talked about the importance of finding common ground she talked about basically growing up as a punk rocker and mm-hmm. a protester and now she's the ceo of this amazing organization that has three different facets dream Corps justice green for all and dream Corps tech so all of those are to help close prison doors and open doors of opportunity is their slogan i believe it is (laughs) next we had someone truly inspiring courageous melissa and she was one of the thousands that was home on home confinement and she had the courage to tell us about what it was like being in federal prison basically what got her there and the struggle that a lot of the people in the keep them home movement um had to go through and are still going through Mm -hmm. Luckily, since her interview, there has been an update and we talked about it on a prior legal brief, but it's still an uphill battle and it's not for certain that people get to stay home. It's ultimately going to be up to the Bureau of Prisons, which, you know, they just revoked somebody's home confinement status Mm -hmm. for the most ridiculous reason. Kendrick Fulton, he's already served, oh, like 17 years of a ridiculously long sentence for drug charges. So really sad. Hopefully he can come home soon. But Melissa, we're so thankful she came on Mm -hmm. and had the courage to share her story because it's not easy to open up about those things. So, yeah. Then we had Florida House (laughs) rep Anna Escamani, which was like my number one favorite. She's on fire. She is fire. She is fire. I love her so much. We had such a great time interviewing her. She talked about all of the criminal justice reform issues that she is working on as a Florida legislator in the House. She's such a badass. She is. Love her. Next, we had Allison Cohen. Another badass. Ohioans to Stop Executions. And Allison was also fiery 
and just had all of the facts mm-hmm. about the death penalty and it's why one of my favorite episodes actually too yes and she had all the facts on why the death penalty should not be allowed and she is working with otzi uh ohioans to stop ex- executions to eliminate the death penalty in ohio and she was just amazing and had so many resources knew the names of so many people and their stories and so the fact that she can retain all of that to make progress in eliminating the death penalty is truly inspiring. Mm-hmm. Then we had Sunny Jacobs. Oh, my goodness. Sunny. sweetest angel. Yes. She was baking bread while we interviewed her. She is literally an angel. She has survived some of the most egregious circumstances. If you have not listened to her episode, Just please warning go you, back it's and emotional. listen. It is emotional. It's incredible what she's been through and how she has turned that into a place of healing for many, many people, many exonerees. The Sunny Center. And just to give a little, she was exonerated from death row. She was the only woman on death row. She was in isolation for an extended period of time. Yeah. And she has just taken that and created a place of healing Mm -hmm. for other exonerees. And so you just feel her good vibes too when you talk to her. Yes. She's just great. Yes. And I do want to try that bread she was baking. Yeah, it looked delicious. We did say we're going to go visit her in Ireland. We're coming for we're you, We're going to do it. Next, we had two inspiring ladies. And this actually is a program for women. And it was Leap. And we've talked about them. There is currently a virtual class going on right now. But we talked to Malia and Nancy. Malia was a former prosecutor. And she created the Leap program to help empower women to who are either justice affected or formerly incarcerated or are incarcerated to help them create a entrepreneurship and learn how to create a business, which is an amazing skill. Mm -hmm. They also provide trauma-based counseling. They have a thrift store that the Mm -hmm. ladies who live in the leap housing when they're released can work so they can learn how to work in these businesses. They help them with resumes. Such an amazing program. All of that. And then Nancy was a graduate and she runs the thrift store now, the Dragonfly Boutique down in South Florida. We love Leap. Yeah, so they were very inspiring. We're very thankful to have them on as well. Then we had Gia Wirtz. Amazing. Who is another one that's done everything. Yes, and she was very inspiring because her story talked about how she went from a completely different field mm-hmm. and one man's story literally changed her life Yep, and into making documentaries about wrongfully convicted people. I know. And she just does such an amazing job. She used her career in fashion to really dive into criminal justice reform. And so that's amazing. I know that uh, conviction is actually premiering kind of all over right now. Mm -hmm. I don't think the full length feature is out, but we will keep you guys updated. We're also very excited to see that when that's released. Next, we have three women who are like total power squad, Mm -hmm. fiery, inspiring. We had Juanita, Santia, and Pauletra from SIP. And that was our Sipping on Gin and Justice episode. Mm -hmm. They were so fun to talk to. The three of them have literally created so much change in the state of Virginia. They have come together to write a bill on second look legislation. And they met through this. Yes, they all have loved ones who are incarcerated. Q, Sincere, and Jerry. And actually, Sincere was recently pardoned by Governor Ralph Northam. And he is home and he is telling his story. We're hoping to get them on soon. But very amazing. They've made progress on second look legislation. And 
yeah, it's just amazing. And actually, Paula had mentioned something the other day on Twitter about how, you know, she doesn't need a law degree to be able to write a bill. And I just really appreciated Mm -hmm. that. And it's just so true because the laws are for the people. Right. And so she wrote this. Well, they wrote this. And yeah, it's really got a lot of momentum. The next one we had was another one of my favorite episodes. It was Chelsea Halstead from the Cornell Center on the Death Penalty Worldwide. She was amazing. So much knowledge in that brain. Mm-hmm. We went over women's issues when yeah. it comes to the death penalty. Yep. She came on and talked about how the death penalty affects women specifically. We heard some very heartbreaking stories. We heard about the Alice Project. So those are a bunch of women doing amazing things. The next woman that we interviewed was Kate Judson, who has a background in forensic science, also a lawyer. She has public defender experience. And she is now the executive director of the Center for Integrity and Forensic Science. One of the most interesting episodes, I think. Yes. And it was created by the two lawyers from Making of a Murderer because of the existence of the crazy amount of forensic sciences that are introduced into the courtroom without any standards. And so they work hard to create standards. And she just has so much knowledge in that area. And she does a lot of advocating just truly inspirational because she does have that science and law and you don't normally see those together. Mm -hmm. So she's just very down to earth. They have a lot of resources for attorneys to help them kind of fight faulty forensics. They also help with wrongful conviction cases Mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. They'll write amicus briefs for wrongful conviction cases and they'll help uh, with consulting experts and all that. So that was Kate Judson. She's also amazing. We'd love to honor her on women's history month. Then we had Dr. Kimya Nuru-Dennis with 365 Diversity. Yes. She was very interesting as well. What I love about her is she's blunt to the point and she just gets down to what the issue is. Right. She talks about race, talks about the... The need to look inside ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And And be open to criticism. Mm -hmm. uh, Be open to change be open to looking to what ancestors have built before us Mm -hmm. and she has this company she used to do diversity training with police now she has this company and she does not your typical diversity training Mm -hmm. and she just blunt to the point and she doesn't tell you what you want to hear so love that about her Mm -hmm. also very intelligent amazing Mm -hmm. and then most recently the women that we have spoken with were deb dorinda and terry from walking the light ministry and they were completely inspiring they really just provide hope for people in custody hope and love they never thought they'd be going into prisons and so just to hear their stories and how they got into prison ministry is just amazing Mm -hmm. Um, and so they're also really inspiring and we have a lot more women coming up we do have a lot more women we wanted to highlight the ones over the last year one it's women's history month two it's our one-year anniversary. so we really just wanted to go over a lot of the things we've touched on this year I mean, we've touched on everything from mandatory minimums to the death penalty mm-hmm. to forensics, forensics to wrongful convictions, death row exonerees, harsh sentencing, mm-hmm. family members of murder victims, people yeah. who have committed murder. So many people. Just, it's been an amazing journey. I never, I would have never thought it would have turned no. out to be the way it did. It's so funny because I just remember when we wanted to start this and, you know, we have a podcast in common that we listen to we won't name it but they are super popular Mm -hmm. and very good at what they do and they talk about true crime like the traditional true crime when you click on the true crime category in your Mm -hmm. podcast app and you can just tell that 
they don't understand the legal terms or they're using them in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And it just perpetuates. Or they're not exposed to the other side of things. Right. They've never thought about, like most people. Right. Which is why we were so inspired to start this, to open up the minds of people who either already know because they have a loved one involved in the criminal justice system, they themselves are involved in the criminal justice system. But also we wanted to get, bring that perspective to people who don't know mm-hmm. and bring these stories so people can see it's not just, you know, cops and robbers, bad mm-hmm. guys go to prison, you know, serial killers get the death penalty and, and that's that. Right. Um, Cause it's so much deeper and there's so many more layers than that. And I think for me, what I've learned over this last year is, you know, I come in thinking, okay, we need criminal justice reform in like these areas. Mm-hmm. And then we've met so many inspiring people that it's like, Oh, actually, there's a whole slew of areas that needed acknowledgement. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's really been a journey. Uh, With that said, it is a legal brief. So I did want to bring you some criminal justice reform news. And I haven't heard it yet. Great. So I actually have two things I wanted to share you. One of them is kind of an interesting story I'll end on. But the first one, if you guys recall the episode with Chad, he talked about all of the different punishments he received mm-hmm. throughout. He From talked about boot camps to drug court. To yes. The, yeah. And so this is actually specifically in regarding to those boot camps. They're called shock camp. And I am from upstate New York and the shock camps are actually close to where I lived. And so that was the boot camp like experience that is supposed to like kick you out of your drug addiction or whatever because that works so new york has been a leading state in criminal justice reform for the last several years they have decreased their prison population Mm -hmm. by over a third they've actually closed prisons working on rikers yes over the last year uh 10 years they've been closing prisons left and right i know that where i'm from it's a very prison reliant community Mm -hmm. so i know that a lot of people who work as corrections officers are very upset about this, but this is a good thing that we are not incarcerating so many individuals that we are able to close these prisons. But the news I wanted to share with you is that New York is closing the last of its shock camps, oh, military good. style prison shock camps. And so the last two that are open are Lakeview and Mariah. Lakeview, I believe, is for women and Mariah is for men. And they are closing them. And so to hear on the news some of the people their experiences with these camps it's like Mm -hmm. humiliating and Mm -hmm. dehumanizing and so i just thought it was really great to hear that they were closing those as a that's great hey this doesn't really work right and we're in 2022 like we can't boot camp people into stop using so that's what i wanted to share for good criminal justice that's very awesome it is the other thing i wanted to share with you a movie like story oh boy So William Anthony Spivey from North Carolina was a police chief and he was being brought up on charges of embezzling, drug trafficking, raiding the evidence room. I guess he like stole a bunch of money that was supposed to be for like some family. So anyways, they were getting him on all these charges. He staged his own suicide (laughs) by going into a fishing boat and basically setting it up with like a gun and a shell casing. Um, But I guess when the investigators got there, they didn't really think it looked like a suicide. They did do a water search and all of that. And so it was kind of a rescue mission. It was this big scene. And then they found him in South Carolina where they arrested him. So (laughs) 
police chief embezzles drug trafficking this craziest shit this is 2022 i feel like <sighs> when i hear God. about this stuff i think of like the 60s you know right. and it's like this stuff is how, still how long how long till they caught him oh not very long at all <laughs> so he has more than 70 felony crimes accused against him motherfucker uh he then staged his own suicide and then he was arrested in south carolina so he was reported missing on February 21st, and that's when he went on his quote-unquote fishing trip. They ended up finding the abandoned boat, et cetera, staged like a suicide, and then they found some video surveillance in the area. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he... Did he forget all the things he learned in police school? I mean, by the embezzling and the drug trafficking and the stealing uh. of weapons, probably... So he was caught on Wednesday. Oh, no, I'm sorry. On Thursday. He was caught on Thursday. So he was missing since February 21st. And then he was caught on Thursday, which was the 24th. So so he made it like a couple of days. So anyways, I just thought that was a, you know, you guys have to remember police are people. Uh, They are capable of the same things that non-police officers are capable of. Mm And they actually have access to more more things. But anyways, I just thought it was movie like I thought it was interesting and entertaining. I think it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that case. I'm going to set a little alert to follow it. See how his 70 felonies turn out. So oh, wow. I know. Hope for the best for him. Oh, no. <laughs> Hope he doesn't get a lengthy prison sentence. Right. You know, we got to be <laughs> tough on crime. <laughs> oh, well. Happy Podiversary. Happy Podiversary to the most amazing co-host. I'm so thankful for Amanda. And I am thankful for you as well. And we're going to keep bringing you episodes. Keep tuning in. If you have not done so, please leave us a review on Apple, Spotify, wherever you can leave us a review. Subscribe. We will put links to all of our social medias in the show links. And check out any of those amazing women episodes that you've not done so, so far. And we'll see you next time on Gin and Justice. Bye. All editing for Gin and Justice done by Gin and Justice Podcast. Artwork by Justin Cardone. Photography by Kimber Schwakey. We'll see you next time on Gin and Justice.